Yeah. Sorry, Emily. You knew it was coming. Hopefully, it doesn't sound you, like you guys are sorry you, at all. Well, I'm sorry for you. I'm actually rather thrilled for what happened. I don't like that it hurt your feelings, but it was tremendous content. And I have about, I'd say, two and a half hours before I can stop pretending that my team has a chance. What the hell? <laughs> How were the last two and a half minutes? of College of Charleston versus San Diego State not aired to open up the show. <laughs> it was so exciting. There was free throws missed, yeah. one of two made, double bonus, 38 minutes to close out the game. How did Morales not put San Diego State, weave that in there, I, that final I, unbelievable I couple dropped, of minutes? Dropped opportunity by uh, by Chris for sure. I was at, You and I were talking before we came on the air. I did not listen to the end of the San Diego State-Charleston game on, on my way home yesterday. Um it what they won by six. You said it was a classic San Diego State missed free throws, couldn't score, tried not to lose. But hey, they're through. they won. Hey, I, I, honestly, what you just said right there, <laughs> you moved on. They're through. They're through to the next round. Yeah, if Kihei and- Clark had held on to that ball and gotten fouled, I would be on well, cloud nine today. But obviously, that's not how it went. No, it's not. And it, it's it's. I still I'm still waiting for an explanation. What's the the kid's name that threw the pass? Kihei Clark. Kihei Clark. Yes. Kihei. What, 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 I, I think what, what are we doing? The only thing, and I watched what, what it. Are we doing? You can't. You cannot have watched college basketball yesterday without seeing that highlight oh. ninety-four times. Baylor UCSB coming up in <laughs> twenty-eight minutes. Why Where? Which network like they putting it on? TNT. Okay, TNT. Yeah, see, they're, they're getting a good they, one. They get, they get, they get the good ones. It's the they, they, good they, one. they know that the the Gaucho athletic Man, they audience must really is, like Baylor. It's nationwide and a mile deep. Sure, <laughs> there's just there's nothing but UC Santa Barbara fans uh, across the country. You know that, what's the worst part about that play? The the play that ended the game. I know I'm the one bringing it up the most, but it's, it's on my <laughs> mind. So Kia Clark. Had, was on the same team that won the national championship in 2019. He was a young uh, player. He was a freshman that year, and then he had an extra. Did he year, play on that team? He played on that team. He played His a lot of minutes on that team. Okay. Yeah, he had an extra year of eligibility because of COVID year, so he's essentially like a fifth year senior, probably like a sixth year senior, but whatever. So he, in that run to the national championship, had one of the most, to us, famous passes in UVA history. Okay. It's against Purdue. It was the Elite Eight round. Um, he, uh, Dikite, hits it out. He gets it on the backcourt, throws it up back to Diakite, he hits it, goes to overtime. So he's the reason why they won a national championship. Because if he didn't have a great pass in the Elite Eight, they would never have won the national championship. And then <laughs> to have his last play, his last play for the University of Virginia be the most infamous pass in probably their history <laughs> is really, really tough for that guy. I feel for him, but also I was really mad at him at the same time. I hope that someone says what Emily just said to him yesterday. Listen, we remember the other one too. We remember the one. It's gonna take us a that, while to. It led to the national championship like, to make us you, think PA. of it first. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna it might take a couple years, but you did or, do this or never. But at least it's on the list. At okay. least it'll be second. I think Good I, luck playing in Europe. You'll be fine. Yeah, I think right. I kind of figured out what he was doing. Okay. So I, I mentioned this that you could not have watched any of the games yesterday without seeing that that. When they get one of those highlights, that they're going to show it 188 times, of course, for the rest of the weekend. I don't think he even saw the dude at half court. I think he was just looking at the guy. There was one guy all the way at the end of the court, which, by the way, way to help your guy out who's sitting in the baseline, trapped in a corner. And he's like, "I'm just going to go 90 feet away from the basket." I think he just didn't see him, and then once he threw it, it was 
like a safety just sitting there saying, why are you throwing the ball directly to me? And then it all. It's very Jacoby Myers like. It's very much uh, reminiscent of that Pat- Patriots thing that happened with where uh, Jacoby Myers passes it back. It's intercepted by the Raiders player, and the Raiders player gets an interception or the pick six. All right, you guys ready for this? And and nope. I, this is not me stepping and 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 enjoying your misery. It it, but what we saw yesterday is what makes this stuff fun because you have no idea what's going to happen. Yep. That these guys that are playing these games are young players. A lot of times, inexperienced players, mm-hmm. they are I- immature in the sense that they don't have a ton of life experience for really incredibly high-pressure moments, and the kid panicked, and he just <laughs> threw the ball up in the air, and the second that ball went up in the air, you're like, they're going to lose. Like The ball had just left his fingertips. You're like, yeah, and you this, already knew? This is how these plays start, with just a, a really bad decision in a panicky moment where you just kind of throw it up for grabs. And while every Virginia fan, it's just a punch in the gut, for everyone that doesn't have skin in the game, you're like, whoa, that's, that's crazy. what makes the yeah. tournament the tournament. Yeah. That's I, what makes us turn this stuff on, because that's going to happen again to somebody today. That's what makes it fun. Maybe Baylor. Look, the Gauchos have their hands full today. They got a lottery pick on the other team. The Gauchos are a big West team, and that that means a certain thing. But it could happen, and and, and it it just takes a bad decision. It just has to happen for one game, and it has to happen (laughs) one collapse, and it just you got to be in the game by the time it's halftime. It's just all these things can line up because it's just one single game. The other thing, too, I think that's kind of fascinating what you just said. It's not just that a shot like that can go up. It's also, that's a program I'm familiar with. That's a program that I have no yes. idea. And I have apps. What do you mean they're a college in Georgia or whatever it is? South Carolina. South, or South Carolina, <laughs> wherever it is, right? I have no idea, right? But just kind of paying attention. It's, it's that small of a school where all of a sudden, what do you mean they're taking out one of the, one of the programs that we... Absolutely, yeah, that won a, that won a national championship a X amount of years ago. That whole blood. combination is it's is an amazing. ACC team that recently won a national championship. That's pretty darn good. Yeah, I, that, I, that, that's I, pretty. Darn I have good. to, as a college basketball fan, really define blue blood. They're very few so, teams. So but you're talking UCLA, Kentucky, Indiana, Carolina, Duke. Are there only like five or they six? They have to have the color blue in them. But yeah. well, no, stop. <laughs> but I'm saying UVA was in the quote, quote of like the new bloods. They call them that because they're they okay. don't have the same I'll, I'll long history. I'll sign um, up for that. But right now, where I stand, I want Furman to win the national championship. <laughs> I want them to go all the way. Sleep and doesn't. we'd be like the first ones that uh, get knocked down. So. I think Furman should 100. percent have a really good first four minutes tomorrow, and then after that, San Diego State take over. This is the longest that the UCSB logo has been on national TV in the history of the world. That good logo. <laughs> that it's been up there for a good solid ten minutes is uh, is terrific. <laughs> Seth Davis has us going to the Sweet Sixteen. That's right. You I, I that. hope Seth is right. Uh, I don't know what Candace Parker and Jay Wright are having to say about it at the moment. Just but, read uh, some lips. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm not very good at that. Baylor by we'll 27. See. She just said that. <laughs> well, maybe. We'll see. We'll see how the Gauchos handle it. Uh, they start in 12 minutes. So so I think, you know what? Maybe for the better part, until it gets kind of lopsided, I think you should just handle um, all of the stuff that I'm that all in for UCSB. Come on now. <laughs> no, no. I, I need to be 
paying full attention to the television. So you hit all the buttons. And I'll you do call all the play by play of how you're. <laughs> there you go. You of can, your you emotions. Can call it out for me. But other tournament stuff. So USC and Michigan State are tied right now at the half. So they're tied at 34. So USC at one point was down by a lot to Michigan State. So they've come back. So if you're a Trojan fan, you know that's good for you guys. They fell and, behind. They were behind by 12 or 13 right yeah, out of the gate. They're at half right. They're tied at half right now. And then Kennesaw State and Xavier are also tied at 25 currently. Go Gauchos. Well, go Gauchos. Coming up three minutes. Uh, I shouldn't say three minutes. 21 minutes from right now. Uh, we are pickleballing tomorrow morning, Al. Yes, sir. Uh, I would assume you did not get home from Yamava yesterday and then immediately head and stick your paddle into the queue at the local courts. No, that didn't happen. That didn't <laughs> happen it, yesterday. Wasn't a 0% chance, though. Wasn't zero, but I think from what I've done so far, what did I say? I practiced on Monday. You've put in some time. But Monday was the last one. So that okay. was, I don't think we'll see. I don't, I don't think I'll get to a court between now and tomorrow. By the way, 24 hours from today, we'll yeah, be right out now. there. And that guy's going to be running his mouth of... Oh, Diablos. Uh, easy money. Easy money. Easy money. Um, we have to be the only team that has not practiced together. We've both played. You've played more than I have, but we have not played together. I don't know if our uh, synchronicity will be at an all-time high when we when we hit the court tomorrow. I don't think... I, I, I actually really believe this. I think anybody who has been practicing these last couple of months... Everybody's going to be all over the place. Like to, to just play five, six, a handful of times and and have confidence. Like, oh, now if there's people who've been playing for a year, and, and I don't know if there's anybody at the station that has done that, but I actually think we'll be fine. The problem is the people we're going to play first. But if we kind of branch out and play anybody from the station, I think we got a shot yeah, that, against anyone from the that's station. That's going to be challenging as well. I'm just, I'm just saying that we'll see. We're going to be out so quick in the first round that we might have plenty likely. of time. Oh, It's not going to be a matter of time. It's going to be a matter of desire. What if we beat them? <laughs> well, great. Look, if we beat them, I'm going to be I'm going to run around. easy money to that dude 90 times, I'm going to say that. I'm going to be walking around like I invented the game. I'm going to be walking <laughs> around like I am the equivalent of Abner Doubleday and uh, James Naismith. If we win, get on my shoulders. <laughs> that would not go well for you. <laughs> I'm going to put you up. And Look, we're going to march through all the other games. I'm already saying one and oh. <laughs> hobbled. I don't need you with two splintered femurs if I try to climb on your shoulders. I don't, like, unless you've been doing a lot of uh, leg work in That's the gym. Awesome. <laughs> unless you've been... No, your, your thigh's by my chin. <laughs> Back squatting, li- literally hundreds of pounds, more than two hundreds of pounds. Pretty funny. It's not going to go super well here. Coming out, hang out with us tomorrow uh, in Fountain Valley. We're at Mile Square Park, Agape Pickleball Center. We get started at 10 a.m. Uh, we'll have all the TVs out there so you can watch all of the college basketball games. There is a beer garden. There's a kid zone. There's pickleball demos and lessons. There's music. You're going to have a great time. So just come on out and hang out with us. Again, it is the Agape Pickleball Center in Fountain Valley at Mile Square Park. And thanks to Michelob Ultra, Bud Light Seltzer, and Pizza Hut. It should be a great day tomorrow. And look, when it's over, beer garden, basketball. Hanging out. That doesn't sound like the worst Chilling. thing in the world. Big game for the Lakers tonight, Slee. And I don't like to do hyperbole when it comes to, you know, must win, biggest game of the season. But this may be the biggest game of their season tonight against the Dallas Mavericks at Crypto. We'll get into it next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I guess, Slee, if we're just kind of looking at it through the lens of softening the ground for what could be a uh, disappointing or at least less than championship caliber season for the Dodgers that's around the corner, they've just been kind of giving us drips and drabs of bad news all spring long. It continues right now. Uh, Dave Roberts said that Tony Gonsolin will not make the opening day roster uh, for the Dodgers due to his left ankle injury. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. He had a, a little tweak during a PFP drill, pitcher's fielding practice. Um, and I, I remember saying at the time, that it, not unlike Freddie Freeman, we talked about yesterday, it's one of those things, the, the, it's his left ankle, so that's the one that he lands on, right? As a yeah. right-handed pitcher, that's the one that's going to strike the ground over and over yep. and over again. And if it's painful and he's compensating for it, it just is that chain that leads to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. The Dodgers are thin, and at least at the start of the season, they're going to be a little thinner in the rotation. And Gonsolin was, from the beginning of the season until he went down, at least they're tied for their best pitcher with Julio Urias. But now Tony Gonsolin, who's incredibly important to what they're going to do, unavailable at the start of the season. Unbelievable. They've had so many things happen, and... Why do I feel like the Gonsolin thing? First off, I forgot that Gonsolin had injured himself two weeks ago. And I just say that because they've had the the latest is Freddie Freeman uh-huh. and his situation. Before that was Gavin Lux. Uh-huh. And hey, he's out for the entire year. Then there's the, okay, well, what do you do? How are you going to work the outfield? Is, is Mookie coming in from second? All this stuff. I, Chris, I almost, Chris Taylor's batting 100. Has he got an extra base hit? I'm not kidding. I almost completely forgot that Gonsolin had an issue as well. Can I listen? This is not anything can happen. Things change throughout the year, um, but just right out the gate before they even before it's even game one of a 162 game set, they have so many things that are already going against them, and this is from the moment last season ended. Right, the season ended abruptly nobody really thought that Padres were going to actually beat the Dodgers in a in a five game set since that moment free agency where some of the other players have gone they've chosen to go departures departures people uh, Justin Turner all the Trey Turner all, all these different players to where we sit today and just more news on the Dodgers damn they're kind of a normal baseball team. It certainly feels like it. Breaking news on 710 is brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and coupons today, and I'm, I'm laughing because it just sucks so much. It's just... What the join Dodgers the say that again, Em? I said join the club. <laughs> yeah, 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 the maybe day. this is a little <laughs> karmic payback for me enjoying yesterday as much as I did. It, it could be. But this is what baseball teams deal with what the Dodgers had dealt with over the last several years other than the ultimate disappointment at the end 
was not normal. You don't have nine All-Stars in your lineup. You don't have multiple Cy Young Award winners in your pitching rotation. You don't have uh, guys that come out of the minor leagues that no one's expecting things from that are Cy Young contenders. That's not how it typically goes. This, You're saying like, welcome to the real world. Yeah, this is yeah. this is a, a, a cold bucket of water over your head, which is just, this is what happens. You have two or three really important guys and you cross your fingers and hope to, you know what, mm. that nothing bad happens to them and you know, again, this is not he's done for the year. He has a twisted ankle. It'll yeah. heal. Yeah. He'll he'll be back. And Freddie Freeman has a, a a hamstring strain. It will heal. He will be back. But it's all of the Gavin Lux is going to take a long time to heal. He's going to miss the entire year. But when you just start stacking these things up, at some point it's like, My goodness. It's more man. about it's more about that. It's like, really? This again? Another wow, one. another one? I think it's more about that. I I you're right. It's not like we're not going to see Gonsolin this season. It's more it's almost symbolic before anything even starts. You get this many things against you before you even play one game. Can, all right, I'm going to be glass half full guy here for a second because yeah. you guys know that's what I really like to be. <laughs> that's kind of my default setting. Yeah, I think of optimism. <laughs> I think of Travis Rogers. Hey, look, I'm trying hard, okay? I'm <laughs> trying to turn over a new leaf. Um, maybe this weird start, Gonsolin's down, Freddie may, may or may not be ready to go. They say he's going to be ready to go. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, and, and and all of the the thinness that we've talked about, right? Yeah. That Chris Taylor is struggling, and Jason Hayward, after a hot start, looks like the guy that everyone else said, yeah, you can go play somewhere. He's really cooled off and everything mm-hmm. else. Maybe this is the, the proverbial, no one's looking at us while we're trying to figure it out, and then they actually get going when it matters most, that they'll be most whole when it matters most. Because what the Dodgers have done for the last, I don't know how many seasons in a row, has been get off to you know somewhat of a normal start and then just mash the gas somewhere towards the end of May, early June, and June, July, and August, they just blow everyone out of the water, right? And so by the time you get to September and October, they really haven't played a lot of meaningful baseball or they have all these great players. Maybe the opposite of, hey, look, we're going to have to find a way to stay in this for a while till we get all of our guys back, till guys finally do start to find their groove, to when you get into September, hey, look, we're finally whole for the mm-hmm. first time all year. Maybe doing it the backwards way will pay a different dividend. I, I can see this happening for the Dodgers. I can see them having a decent season, right, where they're they're okay. They're not blowing anybody out in the division. They don't have this seven, eight-game lead uh, by the time you get to the All-Star break, but they could still be a dangerous team, right? That they, sure. They could be just one of those teams that, okay, look, even if they got in because they're in the wild card, does it really matter that much if they got in and, and they got in through the wild card that they could be a lot of those players that you're talking about right now are healthy and ready to go at the right time. It doesn't have to be the exact Dodger way that it's been over the last nine, ten years. It can be... The Nationals found a way. Not pitch. The it Nationals found a way to get in and and do some damage. The Atlanta Braves, the St. Louis Cardinals. Like, there's other teams that have found different ways. You don't have to be the best team in Major League Baseball every single year, but it, it is just another another chip against them. That uh, before we even start a game, it, it's just a, it's an interesting symbolic theme to a Dodger team that's not accustomed. To here's it. here's another piece of silver lining or good news or whatever you know. The, Ryan Pepio is now going to get to pitch in the major leagues on a somewhat regular basis out of the shoot. We'll see whether he's of major league quality. He looks like he is, right? You're going to get a guy like Gavin Stone who's made a start here and there and is trying to make this rotation, <clears throat> excuse me, trying to make this team, and he might get a shot. That the 
go back a couple of years ago when the and that maybe not a couple of years ago, go two years before that, the pre Trevor Bauer era, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it's like, hey, look, we got some guys that are down. We got to get some things figured out. You know who they brought up to kind of just make some starts and get us through the next month or so? It's Dustin May and Tony Gonsolin. Mm. Those are the two guys that they said, okay, next up, bring these two mm. guys up. And May was a very highly regarded prospect. May was like the next big thing, right? So big expectations for him, and he lived up to him uh, and, until he got hurt. Gonsolin was kind of the other guy. Mm. Gonsolin was just the guy that was kind of, yeah, you know, we'll see. Like he's getting a little better in the minor leagues. Showed up, and he just was dealing. Is that is that exciting to you? That, that I'd prefer you to have all-stars. <laughs> I, I, I don't disagree with that, but you're also – so many good players have come up through the Dodgers farm system. And when you have this many questions, it could yield some opportunities for some guys that maybe you and I are not talking about today. That's kind of interesting, right? Like that, Bobby Miller is their number one pitching prospect, and he may, maybe this accelerates the opportunity for him. They they have we've talked about this a million times. Fans love their their young crop. I'm not yeah. saying you can't. I'm, I'm I don't want to make it sound like I'm saying that. Oh, just bring up the young guys, and you're not trying to compete. What I'm saying is. That's an exciting breed of baseball when you brought up somebody and that dude is at Dodger Stadium. Everybody's like, I don't know who this guy is, but this guy's amazing so far, whatever it, it is. It's one thing when it's, hey, look, let's just throw Walker Bueller out there. He's a kid. He's right out of Vandy. Let's just see what happens and get him ready. It's like, yeah, that looks really good. We'll, t- we'll put, let's take it easy. we got plenty right now. We don't need to rush it. Mm. And he just kind of grows into this horse, right? It's another thing when, if hey, forced, uh, we need somebody to pitch today. Hey, you, get over here. Yeah. That's a little bit of a different thing. And and that's not where Pepio is. Luxury, that's not where necessity. Is, I but it's one saying. of these, yeah. now instead of, hey, let's just take a look what this is, it's like, let's take a look at what this is. And oh, by the way, we need to find a way to win this game tonight. Mm-hmm. That's a, an added layer to it. What's happening on campus right now at UCSB? Well, no one's in class. I can tell you that. No, no one is is getting ready to go to Music One Fourteen. By the way, my favorite class at UCSB, no doubt about it. Music One Fourteen. Um, they are at Woodstock's. They are at uh, I, the, the places that were. Does every popular campus have a Woodstock's. We had a Woodstock's. I, I, I think State. in California, most of them do. Yeah. But they're whatever the grad is now is probably loaded. Whatever Javon's is now, that probably loaded. Giovanni's like these are all the places that we used to go. Deja vu. These are the places with the TV and the two dollar pictures. Not the deja vu. I was thinking of San Diego. <laughs> it's a little different one. Oh, is it a different? different a little day? different. <laughs> it's a little different. Is it like rooster fish? No. <laughs> <laughs> What's your deja vu? Uh, deja vu is over in Rosecrans area near okay. the sports arena. Uh, let's just say it's probably thriving from midnight to five a.m. Okay, something oh, yeah, like no, that. Not, no, I know what you're talking about. No, <laughs> yeah. it's it's yeah. it's not one of those. It's not one of those. Let's go to Ontario and Peter. Peter, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Peter? Hey guys, how you guys doing? Great, good man. Thanks. Hey, real, I wanted to talk about the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers are uh, are in trouble. I mean. They got Gosselin, which gets hurt. He got hurt last year, too. Kershaw misses half the year every year for the last three or four years. He's done that. Uh, we're stuck. Our, our pitching has really – I mean, Keeney did really good with the Angels yesterday. I know, Travis, you were curious of how he was going to do over there. Um, you talking about Anderson, you mean? We're, Anderson, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah Anderson. Uh, he, I mean, he was a he was a uh, really good pitcher for us. He was. We didn't even sign him. Our infield is a mess. Muncy's hitting under two hundred. Taylor's not hitting anything. We're 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 gonna we're gonna be an eighty five win team at the most. Uh, 
to be quite honest. I want to get your guys' take. Yeah, Peter, it, you it, need look, 87 again, and Philly had 87 I, last I, year. I think that they are probably a little bit better than the picture that you're painting. I don't think it's 85. I think it's probably closer to 90. But, you know, 85 is not out of the question. Here's the thing, and this is why, despite all of this bad news, despite the the Gonsolin setback, Freddie Freeman, uh, you know, all the things that you mentioned, the Dodgers are the best run team in baseball. The Dodgers find ways to find guys. The Dodgers find ways to develop guys. That Tyler Anderson, I'm not, I hope everybody understands what I'm saying. I'm not saying Tyler Anderson wasn't great for the Dodgers, he was. My point is... You're giving credit to the Dodgers. Don't, don't mm-hmm. pay him for what you think you can do with another player. Good for Tyler Anderson getting a three-year deal from the Angels. I hope he pitches well for him. But Tyler Anderson was a very mediocre pitcher prior to being in L.A. He only found this groove in L.A. What'd they offer him? 19 or something I, I, for I, one? For one, and the yeah. Angels gave him three. And I mm-hmm. would have taken the three as well if I were Tyler Anderson. But the Dodgers' track record of developing guys like Anderson, like Muncie, like Taylor, like all of the Justin Turner, and all of these guys that other teams are like, yeah, it's just not really working out. Yeah, no, bring them over here. We, we, we think we see something there. Mm. It's not exclusive to just one guy. I trust that they will be able to do that again. I trust that if they think they need to make a move for another pitcher, an outfielder, an infielder, whatever it is, that they'll do it. They have not been cheap. They have not been uh, overly cautious. When they see something they want, they go and get it. They're just not seeing anything they want right now. Well, and I think, listen, there are, I don't know if you want to call this a gap year, and I don't know what's going to happen between now and the time Shohei Otani decides to do whatever he decides to do. They could also, it's not uncommon to not make the playoffs. That happens. You're, we, you and I keep talking about this. They are in, if you're a Dodger fan, or if you're running the Dodgers, you are literally in a different world than the rest of Major League Baseball. If this year, if that last caller is right, that they they win 85 games this year, <laughs> hypothetically, and they miss the playoffs, welcome to the rest of Major League Baseball. Right. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I don't think you're going to say, "Well, the Dodgers' run is over, and they're going to be in. They're going to be at the bottom of the cellar for the next five years." That ain't happening. Could they have a year where it didn't live up to the expectations that you have built for yourself? That can happen. That's not uncommon, but it doesn't mean the Dodgers organization doesn't mean the franchise is going anywhere for the next five years. They've made the playoffs ten years in a row. They're very, very likely to make it again this year. Just because this is bad news. Don't get me talking about if you're just getting in your car or whatever. Tony Gonsolin is not going to be on the opening day roster because of his ankle injury that he had a couple of weeks ago. It's bad news on top of bad news about other guys. I still fully expect them to make the playoffs. I don't expect them to win 100 games like they have year after year after year. I think they won over 100 three years in a row. I don't think anybody's yeah, right. ever what done that. Was it 106, 105, 106, something like that? Yeah. Um, they're going to be fine they're going to make the playoffs and it, it, look if more guys can continue to go down it's a little different i think they're going to be okay but it gets a little harder each and every day all right back to the lakers game against the mavs tonight big game for the lakers big game for the mavs big game for everybody in the western conference every single night that's coming up next it's travis lee 710 espn we all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any you know what happens You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. What time are we stretching? (laughs) 
what time are we playing, I think, is the more important question. I want you to be laying down on the pickleball court <laughs> on our side, and I just have you're on your stomach and I'm just stretching one of your knees and I hear this just groan coming from you. I'm like, he's fine. My leg would snap off. It's not like I would groan. You'd just be holding a leg in your hand. There'd I'd just give you a paddle. There. Just yeah. stay there. Not if it comes happen. to you, hit it. Gaucho's uh, behind. Four to two, very early in uh, the game. South region in Denver, Colorado. Baylor four, UCS Four nothing two. run right now for Baylor. It is a four nothing run. The Gauchos were trying to run out the clock ahead two to nothing, mm-hmm. but uh, oh, missed a layup right there. Come on, guys. Get the reboot. Alright, we'll, uh, we'll We'll keep you up to speed on that. I know everybody's as invested as I am. Here's a fun text to get from uh, your wife or significant other that I just got, I don't know, let's see, 90 seconds or so ago. I'm going to read it verbatim. Here it is. Uh, Wells Fargo charge at Walmart. Bulging eyes emoji. $1,200? Question mark? Uh, no. That we yep no. approve it babe <laughs> call the bank and make sure that that did not go through because uh i'm here i'm not at walmart i did not order a 1200 item at walmart.com so that's fun looking up most expensive <laughs> items at walmart at walmart well, flat screen's like 200 bucks now they're yeah, not you that need expensive. like nine of them <laughs> to get to that total that story where uh shack i think spent one of the most amount of money at a walmart 50 g's yeah because he, he, really? yeah. he went to like orlando or something and then he was like i, I had to refurnish my apartment and so then he spent a whole bunch of money so everything day. at walmart he, he bought a walmart I'll take it. Yeah. What do you take? His what? Amex almost got declined, stuff. and they're like, "Well, I think I'm good for it. I'm mm. Shaquille O'Neal." Yeah. If you get the swing and slide Grand View Twist Wood Swing Set, uh huh, twenty three thirty. Okay, so, so maybe, maybe we got half a swing set. Maybe somebody. <laughs> it's for that table that she bought, and then you know, it's it's to take up that space. She's replacing the table. Yeah, we should score a basket here in this game. By the way, Gaucho's down six to two, and that's a three six to five. All right, hey. we're right back in it. The swimming pool package is twenty six forty. Getting closer. Maybe they got a Damn. deal. Maybe they got a deal. No, yeah, Walmart so, uh, had that expensive stuff. Call the bank, Sue. Get that taken care of. I, I really don't have time to do it right now. Let's uh, let's make sure that that happens. Let's try a quick ole, phone call. Ole, 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 getting there, Taylor. We're getting there. Six five. Bail. Oh, yeah, rebound the ball. Oh, I, I can't. Emily, I, I take it all back. From You're yesterday. better off. <laughs> I, ta- I take it all back. Okay, I'm very sorry if the gods are out there saying, "Oh, you think that was funny yesterday? We'll watch this." Then I, I deserve whatever I get. I deserve whatever's coming. Oh yes, Woo. two hands, Lee. To take have, the lead. I have Olay. SC Michigan State on. I have a commercial on this side. Down the middle, two handed, right in that guy's face. No mess with the gauchos. In you know the how face. this goes. Uh, let's go to Lancaster and Rick. Rick, you're all with Travis Lee. What's up, Rick? What's up, boys? Hey, uh, I got to agree with you, Trav, just in general. You always say it. Uh, Dodgers are the best-run organization, so it's time to just trust the farm system. It really that's the only thing I can think. That's all I wanted, guys. Have a good day. Yeah, thanks, thanks Rick. Rick. I, I think that's half of it. I think the farm system and what the Dodgers have done in their drafting and developing is – second to none mm-hmm. they're really good they're and they're not the only ones that are good at it houston's really good at it atlanta's yeah. really good yeah. at it there there are teams that are very very good at developing their own guys but the dodgers are one of those teams and if they don't have somebody and i'm let's say for instance a shortstop they clearly do not have a shortstop at, at high minor league baseball that's ready to step in and fill it that's why you go get miguel rojas that's why gavin lux was going to step in yep. and do that job if they get to the point where they think that's preventing them from competing for a postseason spot or preventing them from maybe trying to go win a World Series, they'll go get one. They're, they're not afraid of going out and making a deal. We saw it a couple of years ago when they went and said, 
and give us Max Scherzer. And by the way, since we're here, why don't you throw Trey Turner into the cart too? Right. They're not afraid of making a deal. So you're right, Rick. There is an opportunity in the minor league system, but if there isn't a player that's ready, they'll go find one in someone else's system that is. I, I think you both things could be right. You could say that the Dodgers are really well run organization. I don't think anybody's going to argue that. And you could also have a not so great season. That could happen too. You could be a really, really good company and have a down year. You could be a really, really good baseball team or a basketball team or a football team and not make the playoffs or you're there and you're out before you know it. I will just say about the Dodgers, and I think this is the most consistent thing about them, it's not that they've been in a situation where they haven't had the best record in Major League Baseball. It's not they've been in a situation where they weren't one of the favorites to go in. It's okay that a different narrative plays out this year. And and that's why I say that you could still be the best run organization and not have a good year. Those don't have to be exclusive. That could happen. There are a lot of really great organizations that just don't shine at the right time. I think that's happened to the Dodgers. But I think for them, the question is going to be, can you be in the mix this year and kind of start figuring some stuff out as the season progresses? And, and I say this to my fellow Dodger fans, no one's going to feel sorry for the fact that our team is having bad luck. No one's going to feel sorry for the fact that our players are missing short periods of time, long periods of time, underperforming, and you know, say yeah. Noah Syndergaard comes in and doesn't have the the turnaround that a guy like Tyler in. No one's going to be like, oh man, that, they're going to be like, good. It's about time that nothing went your way, and that's just when you're at the top. You're or not you're the, the underdog. Top. You've never no. been the underdog. Never will so, be. Yeah. And, and never, ever, ever will be, and that's mm-hmm. just life as a Dodger fan. Let's try Ruben next. Ruben, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Ruben? Hey, how's it going, guys? It's funny how all these Dodger fans are calling, complaining already about the season. When our worst season is some team's best ever. And we're always like this. And we always end up winning division. We always end up with really stellar years. So I don't get why Dodger fans are crying. I, th- I, I think, think Ruben, they are. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I, I think the it's a it's the first time in a long time where there's actually something to talk about with the Dodgers. <laughs> You're right. Be honest with you. Like there really is because most of the times it's well, how many games are you going to win the division by, and what happens in the postseason? Your bat's going to get hot at the right time. They're going to go cold at the right time. The fact that we can actually have conversations in March about a team that's not guaranteed or a lock to do accomplish whatever it is this year, that actually makes it kind of interesting. Well, what did I say when they got bounced by the pods? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I literally have to wait a year before they play another meaningful game. That that We know they're going to be really good. They know yeah. they're going to do this. You know they're going to do that. And you're right. This season is interesting for reasons that you'd rather it not be interesting that you're losing guys due to injury and you didn't have you know sign a big name free agency but the dodgers are going to be in a divisional race very likely with san diego the dodgers are at least for the first time i think we're close enough to one more thing going wrong where a playoff bid is not guaranteed. There, there's a there's a series of events that could happen where, hey, look, it just wasn't our year. Nothing mm-hmm. really broke our way. Mm-hmm. I still think it's going to, but at least it's interesting. I'd prefer nine All-Stars no, I, I in the get lineup, it. I get four it. Cy Young Award winners in the rotation. I, I liked that Every better. market would. I like that <laughs> right. better. But it's interesting. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm watching every game anyway. It doesn't really matter to me as far as like turning the TV on, but not knowing, like, are we going to win by six or are we going to win by three tonight? It's it's a little bit different. It's 
it's a little more interesting, if a little less fun. You want your squad, obviously, win every game, but this is they're more down to earth. How's your squad doing? We're down one. Okay. It's ten to nine. Uh, Fourteen minutes to go in the first half. Baylor's at the free throw line, um, shooting the second of two. The guy for Baylor missed the first. So this is. Six minutes of gameplay, and there's been 19 points, and there's back-to-back missed free throws. This is college basketball. This is a bunch of guys playing very hard, competing like crazy, and missing a bunch of shots. And not the greatest basketball players. <laughs> yeah. SC, by the hard. way, SC down five, SC down seven, 51-44, 12 minutes to go. Got a chance to take the lead here. If we can get the lead here and hold on for the next uh, 34 and a half minutes, I think we got to really so run a clock. Where's Dutcher when you need him? Let's go to the four corners and Dutcher. see if we if we can hold on. Gauchos uh, take the lead 11 Do you know what a relief 10. that probably was for that guy to finally... He was 0 for 3 in the tournament. They hadn't mm. won a tournament game since 2015. Steve Fisher, um, I think 2017 was Dutcher's first year. And you're expected to win kind of a few of these games and he was losing? Not good. Gauchos need to hold the lead for the next 33 minutes and 10 seconds and then then we'll be on to the second round for the first time since 1990s, Lee. And we'd have our first win this century. Take that, ESPN. Will you leave? (laughs) Will you leave if they win and just start driving up to UCSB with no plan at all? (laughs) Good. Have Taylor be your pickleball partner and I'm just driving And the dump coming up next. You're just on your phone. You hear the the tires peeling up. It will be a party in IV. I can tell you that. If the Gauchos can find a way to pull a big upset, it will be uh, quite a party. Ashley, coming up next, it's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. First one comes from Travis at LA Live. Uh, Should college basketball players be able to hit the rim on a 10-footer? Hashtag Ashley. They're just kids, Trav. No, they shouldn't. Come on, Gauchos. That know, was a rim. very <laughs> egregious air ball from uh, my guys. I love like the eight-foot floaters that are three feet short. <laughs> guys, I also really only love have eight feet just to go. heaves down the court to random nobodies. <laughs> you know, that's why we love college basketball. It's such a great product. <laughs> it's rough. It's rough. I've got rooting for the Gauchos, but my goodness, this has been uh, I see hanging with Michigan State here. Lakers man 805 writes, a Nail new four. Mount Rushmore is being made at another USA National Park. Okay. Slee is in charge of choosing the four faces. Which four historic figures do you choose to have on the new Mount Rushmore? And it does not have to be sports related. Hashtag ask Slee. Hmm. All right, let's throw, uh, throw a couple musicians in there. At least one. I'm going to put Bob Marley on there. While he's on my Mount Rushmore. Yeah, he is from another country. (laughs) Okay. Is it my Mount Rushmore? But it's it's an American thing. They're all American faces. It's Alan Slee was. Sure, sure. Should I read it again? (laughs) My parents are from Iraq. (laughs) No, I I understand, but... I mean, I can kind of create my own here. USA National Park. But okay, Bob Marley's on there. Go ahead. Sure. Winston Churchill. <laughs> I look I look forward to Mike Trout being on the, the Mount Rushmore. Is Bob Marley from Jamaica? Where is he from? Kingston, Jamaica. Kingston, Jamaica. I believe Kingston, Jamaica, okay. but I think so. All right, so are we putting Marley on or no? It's your Mount Rushmore. You're off? right. It's your Mount Rushmore. You can do whatever you'd like. Uh, who else are we putting on there? Cobes on there. Okay. Uh, apparently, he needs a. we got to see his passport, too. Um, <laughs> Italian. Who else is on there? I'm going to put one of my favorite actors. I'm going to put Will Ferrell on there. Every movie he's ever played in, I just find as funny as can possibly be. I like this Mount Rushmore so far. Very random. It's very random. Who's the fourth one? Help me out here. Well, you've got the arts and music. You've got sports. (laughs) You've got uh, uh, another artist in Will Ferrell. What about a Burning Spear guy? Uh, That guy. No. Guy Fieri. 
No, Freddy. it's it's Guy Freddy. Guy, yeah, thank you. You're right. Guy Freddy. I'm trying to think of classic mob movie. De Niro? I, I was going to say, can I put De Niro? Scorsese I, I think, too? You no, can just put I'll, I'll go with De Niro. De Niro is my... De Niro, Kobe, Will Ferrell, and Bob, Bob Marley. Marley. There's the four. I would love to see, you know, I, we have talented listeners. I want to see a talented listener do oh. a, a Photoshop of that. They'll, like, they'll right have away. it done in 30 minutes. <laughs> or 30 seconds, I should say. They can turn that around in a hurry. Uh, this is terrific. This is from David SFV, who is a regular contributor to Ask Lee. Why... <laughs> Why do vampires always have such neat hair when they can't see themselves in the mirror? <laughs> That's fantastic. Isn't that terrific? I love that. Good job, David. And they take care of themselves. They're, it's important for them to groom for whatever the situation is. Um, that's pretty funny. That's a pretty good observation right there. Trying to think, like, if is it just mirror-related things for vampires, or is it any reflection? Like, maybe they yeah, look they can't into, see the reflection like, whatsoever. Okay, it's, it's just they they they're they're uh, shunned from seeing their own. Maybe reflection. they have a stylist. Like, yeah. maybe they have somebody come in every day and and <laughs> sit down, do their, sit down for a second. Do their, they get the little widow's peak going right here and <laughs> slick it back and get some you're gel ready to in go there. Bite people in the neck for just the rest say, of the night. Just gonna say Edward Cullen, who's you know a, a million years old, needs to woo high schoolers, so he needs to. Keep up with the trends in the style. So I think maybe he just has. So he has a sister that's really good at doing hair. So maybe it's just that they help each other. They've got a stylist. There it is. They've got a stylist for sure. Francis and Glendale. High total number of games that AD plays the rest of the regular season, or number of push-ups Trav can do. AD games. <laughs> oh, for if AD plays in four games the rest of the way, we he wins. This has more to do with because you have said I think a couple times we've talked about this. Which like, how many push-ups can you do? Like I, I can't do any. I'm like Chad. No, I you can, could do. It's not zero, but it's ten. Would be a struggle. Ten would be. What a about struggle. the knee push-ups? Well, ten. ten well, I can is... do a, a bunch of knee push-ups, but that still counts. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It's <laughs> modified push -up. push-ups. No, it doesn't. I'm with Alan. It's like a pull-up where you're staying. <laughs> one foot on your elbows. <laughs> <laughs> if you can just bend your elbows, which, by the way, I could do like two of just bending the elbow. I don't even have to get my chin above the bar. Well, if there's 12 games left, so if you're saying you could get to 10, <clears throat> then that's a different conversation because I think AD is going to play 10 of the final 12. He plays 10 of the final 12, and you think you get to – yeah, I'm going AD. It, yo, I, I don't think you're getting to 10. I, it'd be close. Like, my arms would be shaking hard at like seven. What if it's <laughs> It like would you, be whether I really wanted to push through to those double what digits. What if, if you got to 10, UCSB wins the game? You're getting Ooh, 14. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could get That's to there at that point. They're down eight right now. This this is this is the point, the thing that can't happen. That the team that is the higher seed, and in this case, Baylor's taking three, over. Santa Barbara's a 14. You can't fall behind by 10, 12, 14 points. It's That's really hard to That's what they said about back. Furman. Here Travis, we go. Three I, in the air. Uh, Bang. Eight, See, this is eight, what we do. Now five, we're back within five. five. There we go. It's a, big Travis, shot. it's a big shot. I'm rooting. I'm actually rooting for UCSB to win because I think that UVA can't be the only 314 to lose. So I, I really want, again, all this stuff to get pushed to the side. So uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Gaucho fan for today. Good. I'll take it. I, I, Arizona the, the, helped you yesterday. The bandwagon oh, yeah. is wide open. You can sit right next to me. We will, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll welcome you with open arms. Brian writes, if you could know the truth behind any mystery or secret, what would it be? Um. The government files, what, what did we do this couple days ago when Mace was talking about coast to coast? and mm -hmm. The conspiracy theory things. Yeah, the conspiracy theories. I, I think the UFO stuff is fascinating to me. Like if there was, if there is information and docs that they hold away from us and they don't want us to know and, well, if, if they found out this, then who knows how people are going to react to it and whatever that is. 
That's interesting. It is. That's kind of a fascinating one for it, me. It, it is to just know, is it real or not? Have yeah. we made contact? Have they? Do we have information that confirms the existence of intelligent life? And in what places? if that information was, no, it's 100% true. Look at it. We got this, this. Look at this. We got these photos that we could show you. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool to that'd know. That'd be great. The, the other one, that, and it's not like a specific thing, but if you could know like the level of... I don't know the best word, like espionage we have going on other places. Like we have this guy in this place in this government. Like that would be just to just mm. to know, right? Like we have a guy on the inside in Russia or wherever it is. I think that would be a really interesting thing to know. On the same idea. By the way, Francis in Glendale says, Trav, low-key bought two cases of 2023 Topps <laughs> baseball cards at Walmart. That cost you cost? That's a lot of money. Keep the music going, Taylor, the, uh, the, the art Conspiracy. bell music, because this goes there too. Which would you rather discover? This okay. from John in Huntington Beach. Um, Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster? Hashtag AskSlee. You get to confirm the existence of one or the other. Which one do you want to be known for? I think Bigfoot. I think so too. Why? Why do you say that? I like going to the woods. I like camping <laughs> out there. And if I could have some what if that real... Would you want to go there less? But, it, but if what I if could... What if he's chill? <laughs> What if the guy wanted a hot dog? What if guy wanted a hot dog? What if he's like super chill? Unlikely. What if he's just really shy and that's why he hides? Bigfoot's but, gotta eat. So. And he kind of comes out like, <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, my name's... Uh, How are you? He doesn't eat plants. And but, then we have a little bit of a connection because we're both out in the woods. I think I'm going right. Bigfoot. My name's Daryl. Nice to meet you. <laughs> it's like just, the abominable <laughs> snowman in, um, in Monsters, Inc. My name's Daryl. That's a great name. That's an awesome it's name. It's kind of an outdoorsy name. Like sure. Daryl likes to hike. Daryl likes his bag of uh, trail mix on his belt. I'm like, hey, man, I brought some sun chips. <laughs> the Loch Ness Monster just seems kind of gross, right? Like slimy. I don't need to be around that. That seems like a little bit too I much. I need to be on land. This is a good one, considering today is uh, St. Patrick's Day. Capitano Matt. Go Gauchos, Matt. Ole. Uh, green beer, question mark. Um, I'm good. I'm good. I, St. Patrick's Day, there was like a brief phase, and it was basically in college that you actually paid to paid attention to St. Patrick's Day. But, I don't know, do you do anything different? Do you, do you, does... I, I'm, I I wouldn't be surprised if Susan has like actual decorations. At we home. have some St. Patrick's Day decorations in the house for Which sure. Which is, by the way, if you're celebrating for St. Patrick's Day, we got them for everything. You're celebrating for every holiday we got Arbor Day, that has sleep. nothing to do with the United States of America either. <laughs> Go all the way. What's the the Independence Day for Mexico? I'm I'm sure she's celebrating for all of them. Cinco de Mayo. I'm saying like not every one of them. Before people get freaked out at me, I know Cinco de Mayo is not Mexican Independence Day. I know that. Okay, <laughs> just don't send me the tweets. I I'm aware, but we do celebrate Cinco de Mayo in the house. That we Bastille have, Day. Yeah, Bastille. We we eat baguettes and brie cheese. That's what we. That's what we do along the way. One more. LSU Lala says. Did Trav agree to play pickleball under the mistaken assumption that he would be eating fried pickles? Hashtag ask sleep. No, your journey in pickleball has been very interesting because from the beginning it was, we're going to freaking play. Al, we got to win a round. I need you to get out there and start practicing. And then a month later, it's like, listen, I don't know if my knee's going to hold up. We're going to lose right away. I need you to play 85% of the shots. All true. All of that, like what has happened since then? You didn't agree for that, but I think you agreed because you know there's a beer garden. Well, their fried pickles, by the way, are a sleepy good little appetizer. If they're on a menu somewhere, you really should go and get Spears the fried pickles. Spears or coins? Coins. 
for sure. Yeah, spears aren't bad, but here's the thing with the, the the spears, M, in my estimation. They get a little watery on the inside, right? Because they typically have the seeds from still in there, and there's more of them that when you fry them, the water, the, the batter kind of steams, and then the water, it, it, it gets and, a little mushy and, and like and an watery. onion, a, 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 an onion ring, it... You can pull the spear out, and it's not as good. You yes. Know? So you yes. need the, the small coins, one. coins, and then with a little bit of like a Cajun kind of dipping sauce, a little that's very, very bad, hard huh? to beat. You're gonna you're gonna not like yourself when I read you this next one, Slee. You okay. ready? Yeah. Why was Woj not on the Mount Rushmore? I read that one. Hashtag post ask. Yeah, I, I thought of that one. Woj bomb. Woj bomb. <laughs> it's a mistake. <laughs> Who's it's coming mistake. off? You can take someone off. Who's coming off? You were struggling to find the fourth, so whoever you put on fourth. De Niro, does De Niro come off? No, I'll keep De Niro there. Okay. Farrell? I hate to do this. I'll take Will off. Yeah. Okay. So the guy that went on second came off. <laughs> well, I didn't have him like, in you order. You just basically scrubbed just Abraham Lincoln. Well, you just make them all Americans. You just took Abraham Lincoln I was just trying to fight all four. <laughs> you just make them all Americans and you take off uh, Marley. Yeah, well. No, t- t- no, no, no. Marley's got to stay. I had... Oh, when I so the man twice I, a day. I, I, I picture there's a Mount Rushmore somewhere else like that Steve Garvey in it in like Germany or something. It's just what the hell is this doing here? This doesn't make any sense. That's funny. Gauchos somebody trail loves, by three. Somebody loves the Daryl name. The Daryl name is just <laughs> that's a perfect name. I for have a gift, Lee. Twenty-two to nineteen, Baylor ahead. Uh, UCSB with about. Uh, what eight minutes to go in the first half they're hanging they're hanging around they're hanging around this is how you got to do it you got to hang around a little bit all right gauchos still alive lakers still alive talk a little bit about what could be their most important game of the season coming up tonight that's next it's travis lee 710 espn